Welcome to Bryce and Ren and Corey in the house. My name is Bryce Henderson. I'm one of the co-hosts of this podcast. Uh, today, we will be discussing season one, episode 21, the season finale of Corey in the house, titled Never the Dwayne Shall Meet. Never the Dwaynes shall meet. The Dwaynes. And uh, with me, as always, to break down this episode in our live discussion, thanks to anyone who is joining us uh is one Renan Fontes. Ren, how's it going? You know, Bryce, ever since we started this podcast, we have all the money in the world. <laughs> all the money in the world. The money dance, Ren. Um, we finally got here. The finale, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, all is good in the world. It's hard to believe. I know, right? Uh, I know you and I, I think, said it last week or even the week before, but like we never thought that we'd make it to at least the end of season one of Corey in the house. And the fact that there is a whole 13 episode season after this really just feels like the, the dessert to this five course meal. Doesn't it? I just noticed episode Q and a on the side. Yeah. Well, I, I figure, I mean, we're live. I was thinking, how can we incorporate, uh, people in, in here? So, uh, for those who are listening to the podcast or those who are just jumping in, um, I did throw up our schedule for kind of the evening. Um, so this is what we have to look forward to. Uh, so first we're gonna obviously do some housekeeping. We usually start the podcast off with that. And then we'll do uh, an, you know, the regular episode discussion. We'll talk through the highs and the lows of Never the Dwayne Shall Meet. Uh, we'll do some Rosebud Thorn, uh, like we always do. And then some episode reviews. So Ren will, will share those with us. Hopefully we get some BG Freak 8 action. Uh, we'll do Martinez's approval rating. We'll rate the episode. And then I figure like, as we do all of this, if anyone has questions about the episode or about our thoughts regarding the episode, they can put them in the comments. And that's, that's when we can, you know, answer them. Uh, if people don't have questions, then I don't know. We'll just skip over that. But what did you think episode Q and A was? Exactly that. I was just okay. surprised to see it. Yeah. I don't know. We figured for live, we might as well interact to some extent right uh and then well, we also so far i'm our one viewer <laughs> i love it uh good well with that maybe maybe uh if you have any questions along the way ren you can ask us i'll save it for uh, that section <laughs> just yeah no questions throughout ren just save it save it for then uh and you also i love this idea you reached out this week um you wanted to discuss now that we're at the end of season one uh, maybe rank the like the top boomer moments of the season yes. So I'm more than excited uh, to break those down. Uh, we'll take a little bit of a break, I think, Ren, because... Yeah, we'll need one. I, I think we're going to need a little bit of a break. And then uh, we put together a, a Survivor Season simulation, which will be, I think, a lot of fun to go through. So, um, Ren, let's do some housekeeping. All right, you go first. All right, uh, so I wanted to just kind of re review our schedule and our plan as we finish season one, go into season two. Uh, so next week, we are not going to be talking about an episode of Corey in the House. We will be talking about the game plan 
which is a Disney movie starring one Dwayne The Rock Johnson and Madison Pettis from Cory in the House. You right. said, Have you yeah. seen the game plan before? So I think I saw it a very long time ago. In fact, like when Netflix first went digital, mm-hmm. I believe it was one of the first movies that I ever streamed. I saw it when I was younger, but I remember nothing about it. Yeah, so it, it should be a lot of fun. Uh, and it'll be interesting, I think, to break down it will be. one of the movies. And uh, so we'll be doing that. And then we'll, the week after, we will dive into season two. We'll talk about season two, episode one. Uh, and then what I was thinking, Ren, I wanted to just kind of lay out everything in front of us. We had talked about doing an episode where we talk about uh, Life is Rough and Underdog. <laughs> Kyle Massey's two biggest roles other than his time on That's a Raven and Cory in the House. Yeah. Uh, so we we're going to do an episode where we talk about that. We're going to do an episode where we watch the Disney Channel original movies, um, Hatching Pete, Read It and Weep, and Minutemen. Yes. Uh, which all star, all star Jason Dolly. And then um, we're going to do an episode where we talk about the DS game. So I was thinking there's 13 episodes in season two. We do maybe like every four episodes, we do one of those. Does yeah, that work? I think that's a fun way to break up season two. Have you ordered your copy of Cory in the House DS yet? I'm, I'm going to. Okay. I'm, okay. I'm I, I, uh, <laughs> yes, I ordered it. I actually got it just today. Okay. And the back is actually... It references some pretty relevant things for what we've talked about. Really? Like I'm, I'm surprised that the people who made this game also watched the show. So, uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm excited about that. I just wanted to kind of go over all that. That sounds like a plan. Uh, and then Andrew Jett uh, made some nice new images for us to like promote the game plan podcast, the DS game and uh, our season two. So, oh, excellent. Yeah, isn't that awesome? So we'll, that we'll is share awesome. some of those. Uh, so thank you, Andrew, for doing that. And then uh, looking at the season two, Ren, any podcast changes that you want to make, like format-wise, anything like that? Mm. Format changes? I don't know. We, we found a pretty good rhythm. I agree. I wasn't sure if, I don't know. Uh, is there, there anything you want to change? I don't think so. No, I feel like we've reached perfection with this podcast. <laughs> so... Uh, what do you, what is your housekeeping? What do you want to say? Okay. So I want to revisit last week's episode very briefly. Okay. Because I need to change my rating. Oh, all right. So I, uh, hold on. I actually have, um, all right, our episode rating here. So last week you gave episode uh, 20, A Rat by Any Other Name, a 7.5. And yes, l- I did. why do you want to change it? So before I tell you my change, I, I've, I actually reflected on this episode a lot this week for some reason. Huh. I was okay. thinking about our discussion a lot. Mm-hmm. And I came to the realization that we kind of came at the whole Lionel thing from the wrong angle. Okay, the, what do you mean by this? The point of last week's episode was that Corey shouldn't be ashamed of Lionel and him holding on to Lionel is reflective of that. It isn't really an episode about growing up so much as not being ashamed of childish things. And to quote a major inspiration for Corey in the house, author C.S. Lewis, mm-hmm. when I became a man, I put away childish things, including <laughs> the fear of childishness and the, the desire to be very grown up. I can't believe that you pulled this out of Corey in the house. <laughs> so Bryce, 
I'm going to change my score to a seven. Okay. <laughs> That's not where I thought you, I thought you were saying like, oh, it's so much deeper than you had intended. Um, the the okay. theme of the episode is is deeper than we realized, but if I gave Air Force One too many, a half point deduction because of fart jokes, yeah. I need to stay consistent and give a rat by any other name the same treatment for the laughing during the boomer moment. Okay. It's only fair. Um, I guess, yeah, I guess that's fair. I, um, I don't know. I, I feel like, well, I give it a, a, um, a six. So it, to be honest, Ren, I have not thought about the episode since we got finished <laughs> talking about it. I'm like struggling right now to, uh, I know like the boomer moment of it, but I'm struggling to like remember all the different pieces. It stayed um, with me. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> The Neanderthal ball made quite the impact on you. Uh, okay, cool. It has changed to a seven. It is done. Um, As for part two of housekeeping, yeah, what else? I realized why Corey in the house got canceled. Oh, like you came to the realization or like you found something that explained it? I came to the realization. Okay. The writer's strike. Season oh. two overlaps with the writer's strike. Exactly. It, it would have been at huh. the same time when Disney Channel would have ended all its shows in 0708. So Cory in the House is just another Pushing Daisies. Yep. Wow. Exact same thing. That is a fantastic realization. That's got to be it, right? It has to be. Because mm-hmm. it, it just seems so strange for them to get those 13 episodes. And even if the quality were to go down, like I don't think it would have been. So know. they had 13 episodes. And, but their the uh, production order goes up to two fifteen, and there are two episodes missing from mm-hmm. season two that never were that either never were filmed or never aired. Never aired. Huh. Where Corey in the house to the writer's strike? I feel like it. This is taking a little bit for me to just wrap my head around. <laughs> uh, I, I I don't know. Were there any other Disney Channel shows that fell to the writer's strike? Good question. Let's see what, what was airing at the channel at the time. Around this time, like Hannah Montana would have been thriving. Um, I wonder if the sweet life of Zach and Cody was wrapping up and then maybe took a break between then and on deck and maybe that, that could have been tied to it. It looks like sweet life on deck started after the writer's strike ended. Yeah. So that's very possible then. So right as Corey in the house ended, Phineas and Ferb, uh, Wizards of Waverly Place, and Sweet Life on Deck all started. Okay. So those yes. were like their replacement shows for after the writer's strike. And it looks like Corey in the house was the only real show that was affected by the writer's strike. Like Hannah Montana persevered. Oh, no, it looks like Emperor's New School was killed during yeah. it because of it. I uh, I just wonder now. I'm I'm curious what our finale of the show is going to look like, like our season two finale. If it'll address, I doubt that it'll address at all. That it's like the end. Yeah. But I'm also expecting season two to just be a lot more like. I think the episodes are going to be more tied together. I don't know why I feel that, but I think now that they figured out their groove and who the characters are, now they'll be able to really tie the world together. Optimistic, isn't it? It is. All right. Uh, so, are you ready to talk about Never the Dwayne Shall Meet? Never the Dwaynes. Is it really called Never the Dwaynes Shall Meet? No, it's called Never the Dwayne Shall Meet. Okay. I was like, what do you. 
I was like, there's definitely, there's Dwayne The Rock Johnson, which by the way, uh, should we only refer to, I, I want to call him The Rock as we talk about it, but I think that we should really only call him Dwayne. Yeah, let's only refer to him as Dwayne, except when it's relevant to call him The Rock. Okay. Yeah, I, I feel good about that decision. Uh, yeah. All right, here we go, Ren. Um, you sent me this morning, you uh, a message that just said important. And then... <laughs> Uh, I was in the middle of, of something for one of my classes and I just saw this message from you that said important. And I, uh, I hope you don't mind, but I didn't even look right away because I knew that it was going to just be something Corey in the house related. Yeah, I figured. Uh, but it was like a little behind the scenes piece of this episode. Ren, do you want to tell us, uh, I'm assuming you watched it. Do you want to tell us a little bit about what, what it told us? Yeah, so uh, this little behind the scenes featurette I'm assuming it was included on a DVD and maybe aired on the Disney Channel website. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit too long to be aired as a, as a commercial. But yeah. uh, it begins with a little like clip montage. Kyle Massey's rubbing money on himself, like all over his chest. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get some clips from the episode. Samantha Samuels is a little jump. She's going to meet The Rock. Yes. Uh, everyone in the cast talks about how excited they are to meet The Rock while clips of the episode are like spliced in sporadically without context. <laughs> Matt, there's a very brief Madison Pettis interview where she talks about her experience filming with The Rock, which she ends up just describing the scene they were in and then they play the scene. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I thought that was, uh, I, I, her little interview here where she was like, I did a movie with him. So this is kind of like a reunion. I was just thinking to myself, I was like, they filmed the movie maybe a year before this happened at most they filmed it a year before this happened so it isn't much of a reunion right they probably just saw each other yeah was this episode in Dwayne's contract with the game plan when he was so Disney didn't court him for the game plan he wanted to be in the game plan like really bad okay they had picked someone else but Dwayne was like no I please if you let me be in the game plan I'll let Madison Pettis be in it. Yes. Uh, it was like, I will do anything. Um, and he went ahead and this was, was the negotiation uh, piece that was used was all right. Like you can do the game plan. We'll give it to you, Dwayne, but you're going to need to make an appearance in Corey in the house. And he said, all right, I will do that, but I will only give you five minutes of my time. And that is how we got this episode. Was it five minutes well spent? No. No, it's the Raven effect all over again. It is the Raven effect all over. Mm-hmm. Not as bad though. Uh, I I think worse. Oh, to be you honest. think worse? Yeah, I feel like they completely underutilized him. They utilized him as a concept very well, and there were some fun moments throughout. But I mean, he, he like I literally think he strolled onto set. They told them to just you know, do a little improv bit with Madison Pettis and then they sent him away. <laughs> that's uh, that's what I think excited. happened, Ren. Uh, all right, let's talk, let's talk about this episode. Okay. So we can give some context here. Uh, Martinez, we open up, Martinez comes downstairs uh, in a track suit. They're really making use of that prop closet. Yeah. <laughs> they said, what else can we put President Martinez in? Uh, this blue velvet track suit. Let's do it. Uh, Martinez yells at Corey, who's eating his breakfast in peace, uh, drop that bagel and give me 20. 
should Corey have dropped his breakfast and done physical labor for the president <laughs> because he demanded it? It's a tough situation, Ren. If if you are eating your breakfast and the president of the United States demands that you do 20 push-ups instead of eating your breakfast, I think it's hard to say no to that. I feel like he's just a little bit on a power trip here. At this um, point, definitely. His ego is overflowing. He just had his his custom uh, tracksuit came in. He has He's going to be meeting Dwayne. He is over-the-top excited for this. Um, but, so he, he tells Corey, uh, drop that bagel, give me 20. Corey looks at his dad, Victor, please tell the president my policy on loaning money. He Good doesn't. joke? Uh, you know, the writers know who Corey is. Yes, he's always thinking about his money. And uh, Martinez, he's been making a fitness plan, so that's why he's, he's all about this, and his spokesperson is going to be Dwayne. So people are pretty excited. Victor screams and drops yeah, a tray of bagels. Was, was it appropriate for Victor to drop all that food? <laughs> what a waste, right? The taxpayers would be livid. Like, um, as the White House chef, is that okay? I mean, come on. Let's, I expect a little bit more from he's him. He's got to be respecting the, the quality food he's making. This is not respecting the quality food. Uh, I also, I, the overuse of bagels in this scene makes me think that they weren't sure, like production last minute was like, oh shoot, we forgot to buy or make props for the, the breakfast in this scene. What should we do? And then they just raided the, you know, they have like the snacks for the cast. Yeah. They just, just raided that because those bagels were a few days old anyway. So um, Corey tells his dad, uh, that Dwayne is just the person, and Victor shouts at Corey, no, you're just the person. Is that um, an okay thing for a father to say to his son? Well, not usually, true. but when we're talking about Dwayne, yeah, and in this case, it is, you know, I think Corey needs that that check. little humility. Yeah. Uh, so Corey gets ideas about The Rock uh, endorsing products, right, because he's going to endorse the president's fitness line. And we get our first dream sequence of two in the episode. Ren, paint us this picture. You're our dream sequence guy. What is Corey imagining? Corey is imagining himself doing the money dance with Dwayne the Dwayne Johnson. Mm -hmm. The money feels so good on Corey's skin, Corey <laughs> says, as he slowly fades out of his fantasy, Dwayne the Dwayne Johnson showering him in green dollar bills. It's a... Uh... Mm -hmm. One of Corey's more sexual fantasies, if you ask me. Yeah, well, I, I just, Corey loves money. We know that. Uh, <laughs> and so this is, this is just uh, natural, I think, for him. Where were they? I'm confused about, about this. Is this a vault? vault? Yeah, okay. Uh, Corey just imagines that when he has enough money, he will often hang out with, with uh, Dwayne in the vault. It'll just right. be their favorite place to hang out. <laughs> Imagine loving money so much, so much. that your that like your fantasy setting is the inside of a bank of a, vault. Of a vault. When Corey goes to sleep, he just dreams of being. He can't see anything, but he knows that he's on the inside of a vault. It's <laughs> where he takes all of his meetings. He'll get married there. He'll insist uh, that his uh, his significant other in the future gives birth to his first child in that vault. In the vault? Yep. 
this this vault has been passed down from family uh, family member to family member from Baxter to Baxter mm-hmm. uh, and so uh, Martinez kind of snaps Corey out of it and he's like all right just because Dwayne's coming I don't want people getting all silly around him and Corey's like oh endorse I mean of course and is, then, it, uh, is it natural that Corey would say endorse instead of of course <laughs> Corey has these slips all the time. No one addresses them. They probably just think that it's part of who he is at this point. He's just sick. They're just putting yeah. up with it. <laughs> oh, does that make... Yeah, I love how many cast, uh, how many characters in this show we just reason with. They, people just must assume they're sick. That's the this only way. This is a bad episode for sick. Corey, like, outside looking in. Yeah. He does some insane things. <laughs> All right, uh, so then we get our, our credits. That's our opening sequence. Uh, and as always, so we, we like to talk a little bit about guest stars of the episode. How could we not talk about Dwayne Johnson, Ren? That's right. What was, was the gameplay in your first movie that you saw him in? Did you know him from uh, wrestling? No, I didn't know him from wrestling. I think the game plan was the first thing I, first thing I saw him in. Yeah, same. I, I knew because... It was around the same time frame that like Vin Diesel did the pacifier. So they were like slowly transitioning rival films. Yeah. These, these stars into uh, the spotlight through these Disney films. Uh, I've never seen a single fast and furious movie. Me neither. Yeah. I, I don't have a ton of interest in it. I get that there's cars, they go fast and people get furious. That's what they are. Uh, in Japan, what if, the Fast and Furious is called Wild Speed. Is that true? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Wow. That's interesting. Yeah, and there's a, a ride at Universal in Florida for the Fast and Furious. Uh, he was also in uh, the two Jumanji movies that like came out recently. I think he was, he was the fun. main Manji. He, <laughs> he put the man in Jumanji. <laughs> yeah no he's uh those are pretty funny movies and like he has he has good comedic timing i think not just in those movies but i think that that's one of his his gifts yeah i agree mm-hmm. so and he has a new show called young rock so maybe you and i can watch that after Corey in the house uh bryce mm-hmm. do you think that should we like branch out a bit oh yeah okay that's fine from just like yeah you think it's too close to Corey in the house i mean like the rock is basically a cast member after this episode i would call him a regular i fully expect him to appear in every episode of season two yeah especially like based on the cliffhanger that they leave leave him off with Uh, i would be surprised if he isn't here and if he if he isn't in season two it'll feel like a huge gap in the cast Um, unlike samantha samuels who I am ready for her to be gone. Thirsts for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. So that's, I mean, that's Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Do we have anything else we want to say about him? I mean, it's hard to talk about him because everyone knows him. Yeah, He's exactly. part of like pop culture at this point. He is, uh, I've said many a time, um, but he is, has to be the, like the biggest guest star in Corey in the House. The biggest guest that they have. Definitely. Especially considering mm-hmm. how his career has only expanded since that appearance which do you was this the catalyst i mean right after it's right after Corey in the house that the game plan really 
pushed the the Dwayne to success. Yes, because then children knew who he was, and it just he blew up from there. Hey, he got really big. His middle name isn't The Rock; it's Douglas. Dwayne Douglas Johnson. What a phony! Wow. What a fake. Dwayne Doug. <laughs> Let's call him Dwayne Doug. <laughs> uh, if uh, yeah, I, we can do that. I'm okay with that. Dwayne <laughs> Dwayne the Doug Johnson. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it looks like a professional wrestler. Oh, so his nickname, uh, I, this is total assumption, but I, I'm guessing his nickname does come. It looks like his dad's name, who is a uh, professional wrestler, Rocky Johnson. I'm guessing that he's, the rock comes from there. That makes sense. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's jump back in. All right. The episode. Uh, so he's coming to town. Dwayne's coming. Uh, and Corey is pitching to Mina and Newt. A, a scheme. scheme. <laughs> of course. We haven't seen a Corey scheme, I feel like, in a, a while. How do you feel uh, ending the season on a Corey scheme? Is it appropriate or was last season more appropriate? Or last week, sorry. Uh, la- I think last week was a great ending point for the season. I agree. This is like in uh, in the West Wing when they have that i think it's between like season two and three where they did that special about 9-11 like right in the middle <laughs> this is um, Corey in the house's 9-11 special uh it, so i mean in that context what i'm saying is uh the episode is like oh it's it's in its own world it's yeah. not really attached to the end of the previous season or the beginning of the next season it just like exists so that because they could probably only get Dwayne for these five minutes mm-hmm. Um, so they were like, all right, let's just film it and put it out as season one. So um, what is Corey's scheme this time around, Ren? And is it good? Is it a good one? Is it fun? It's uh, it's here's the thing. Corey built a machine. Corey built a functioning machine. How did this happen? Corey built a muscles in the minute machine complete with like, design art it, it like it properly accepts money it understands like it has button technology yeah i don't i don't quite understand how because it's it, cory is not someone who's naturally smart right if anything he's naturally dumb yeah so i don't know maybe he well he i was gonna say suggest maybe he paid someone to make it but he didn't cory didn't do that please so i don't know i i don't quite know where he gets the ability to make what is essentially a bending machine with con- like full-on parts but he does it uh, do you think there's an appeal to a vending machine that you can work out with in a minute like you're just walking <laughs> you're you're in the mall mm-hmm. you're next to a water bubbler a little kid's like at the fountain you go up to the machine put in a quarter and start working out for a minute Absolutely, Ren. I wrote. Okay. I wrote the same note. Like, who who is using this in public? You get all sweaty. Yeah, for a minute. And what the contraption is, we haven't described it. um, Is you put a dollar in, like a vending machine, and then two like bungee cords pop out of it. Well, it depends on what you pick. Okay, is there a lower one? Yeah, there are, there's a lower one. There are like eight options, uh, and there are four holes that mm-hmm. dispense things. And what does it help you work out, Ren? Uh, 
I know? only listed the last one. Yeah, so it, it's, uh, it can help you work out your deltoids, which is important. Uh, your trapezoids, of course. And uh, what's the last one, Ren? Yeah, the freakazoids. Awful. Who, why? Um, Ren, where in public is... <laughs> where, where in public is like the worst place to put this machine like the library maybe could you imagine like working out your freakazoids and trapezoids at the library uh library is a bad one bathroom is a bad one locker yeah. room public Stana. restrooms awful public restrooms like I, I don't know i don't know where right next to an outhouse so. like back to back <laughs> so the outhouse shakes if anyone <laughs> like i just what is Corey thinking about who the target audience is here? Is is it just because The Rock's face is on it? Dwayne's face is right on the machine. He thinks people are gonna, it doesn't matter what it is, they'll put money in and then work out. I'll feed Dwayne a dollar. Yeah. Yeah, the dollar holds his mouth. Uh, I just, I have so many questions about this machine. I, I think it's a terrible idea. I think Corey should have stuck to his bobblehead business. Just make, why not just make a nice Dwayne bobblehead, get him to endorse it and sell it. What's so hard about that? Corey really abandoned the bobbleheads. Yeah. Yeah. I don't blame him for, for abandoning it, but I think that would have been a better idea than this disaster. Uh, so what's the scheme? We talked about this machine. What does he want to do with the machine? Okay, so in Corey's most convoluted scheme yet, uh-huh. they have to discreetly get muscles in a minute all the way upstairs from the basement so they can have a meeting, a secret meeting with The Rock in public that doesn't feel like it's a secret because it would feel wrong like that otherwise without anyone realizing. There is no cohesion to this plan and the writers know it because they make them fail immediately. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, Dwayne is only at the White House for an hour, for one hour, and you can assume that he has a pretty set schedule while he's there. Corey's like, yeah, we'll pull him away. Um, Mina doesn't care. Mina's just like, as long as I get to meet him, right? Um, what is Newt's motive for wanting to be involved in this? I don't, I don't really understand why he cares about the Rock. Friends with Corey. Okay. Yeah. So he's not in it to meet the rock. He's just in it because Corey wants this to be This episode on it. takes place on one of those days where Newt's not really processing information. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> just autopilot mode. Like his mom gave him some NyQuil at the start of the day and sent him on his way. <laughs> so there's a, uh, so yeah, so that's our scheme. Sophie comes into the room um, and they quickly throw a blanket over the machine. They pose. Sophie's throwing a tea party. Uh, she wants to invite them. They're like, Sophie, we can't. We have other stuff going on. Sophie's like, okay. And just so you know, like, you're going to fail at whatever you're trying. So uh, she leaves. Now we get Samantha Samuels and Victor in our next scene. Um, <laughs> yeah. Right. Chef Victor knows all of The Rock's favorites. <laughs> yeah. So he's, I don't know if maybe he's like read his Wikipedia. I don't know how how Victor has this information about Dwayne's favorite foods, but he's ready for this. Samantha Samuels is also ready, isn't she? Uh, she also has a, his, a history with The Rock. 
Samantha Samuels is acting incredibly inappropriate this episode. <laughs> she is openly horny. Like for their children around her. Yeah, it's it's not great. There's a um so in this she is she's met Dwayne on a plane before. And she uh, was throwing peanuts at the back of his head the entire time he was on the plane. And so she is excited to meet him, to see him again, and to do the same thing. Right. Doug's going to be pissed. Yeah, he's not going to be happy. He's going to be like, this lady? Uh, and so they're both, Victor and Samantha Samuels, they're both uh, not doing what they should be doing in their paid job, in their role here. They're both really excited to meet Dwayne. Sophie comes in, same thing. Hey, come to my tea party. Samantha's like, I'm expecting a visit from an old flame, so can't. Victor has to serve lunch, so that's just confirmation that Ronald has been fired. Uh, and uh, yeah, that's right. That's that setup. Yes. Well, you forgot an important detail. Okay. Chef Victor looks just like The Rock. Yeah, I did. Yes. Um, that's that's one of his connections. So he's excited to meet his lookalike because people, uh, Victor says people always tell him that he looks like The Rock. Samantha Samuels uh, coughs in your dreams when Victor says this. Yeah. But he coughs in your dreams back, which I think is once again suggesting they have a sexual relationship. Because <laughs> why else would he say that? Uh. I, I mean, other no, than I, just an other I, than just an, I, an immature response, yeah, maybe you're onto something. <laughs> so, uh, all right, Mina, in this next line, in this next scene, I feel like the only thing she says in this episode, she is also on like autopilot. Her only thing is whatever, so long as I get to meet the Rock, right? That's like her only thing. She has like one uh, funnier funny moment later on. Oh, I mean, I'm curious what it is because I definitely didn't uh, <laughs> write it down. Um, I, I, I think I wrote it down. There, yeah, I, the, I did write it down. I did. Okay, perfect, perfect. So they're upstairs, uh, the second floor of the White House. Dwayne should be coming any minute. And uh, Mina and Newt are pushing the machine, which is covered, or which is uncovered, right? Yeah, yeah, I think it's covered, but I'm more concerned about the fact that they're just dragging the machine everywhere. Just yeah. destroying the White House flooring. And Corey doesn't care. Corey's like, yeah, you move it wherever you want. I don't care. Um, so he has them moving it. And they run into President Martinez. So Corey distracts the president by pointing to the corner and saying, oh, is that is that the rock in the corner? This bit lasts forever. Yeah. And Martinez is like, what? Where? And Corey's like, right there, Mr. President. Right there oh, it must have been your shadow because you both have an action hero profile. Um, so what do we think about Martinez here in this episode? Because this is now his bit. They all, now, they all have a bit in this episode and his bit is he goes all in on thinking he's an action hero movie star. It's a, he's a delusional man. Yeah. He I says, think he's at his breaking point after his approval rating dropped last week. <laughs> into, into the negatives. Like, he needs to find something else to do. Mm -hmm. And because he's thinking about it, and Corey says to him, Hollywood's banging at your door, and you won't be president forever. Which, uh, I'm not going to 
I'm going to say it's, he's not going to make it the full four years. Corey's implying like in the next week or two, uh, this is going to end. So I think we can take the fact the show got canceled as <laughs> that Martinez got impeached. The end of the, the end of the administration. <laughs> so uh, Rand, I, I did write down his different action movie catchphrases that Martinez tries out throughout. Oh, excellent. I did not. So I, I just wanted to hear your thoughts. So the first one he does is not so fast punk a horrible delivery yes terrible uh, and then he uh also in the same scene says you're about to take a ride on the trouble train uh strange yeah if he's like if his character is like a, a conductor or like thomas the tank engine sure but otherwise it just seems out of place um Newton Mina found a nice place for the machine. They put it in a supplies closet. And uh, Newt, when when Corey finds him, Newt is like tangled in the machine. And Newt says that he's pulled his freakazoid. Oh, Bryce. Yeah. When We forgot to discuss it, but Corey's gyration when he does the freakazoid. It's like Fab's level. It is Fab's level. Like... His moves at the Fabs level, and then also when he um, in gets smarter when he's trying to impress Mina and does his like dance moves in the hallway. <laughs> it's his go-to. It's just the that gyration. All right, uh, Corey then does uh, some like weird s- stretches, right? Well, okay, sorry, sorry. Uh, so they. Corey's like, we can't present to, to Dwayne in this supplies closet. We got to move the machine. So they throw the cover on it and then they go to move it and it's stuck. And Corey does some stretches and then he runs at the machine. The machine doesn't budge. So they are trapped in the supplies closet. Bryce, mm-hmm. do you think it would it would be funnier if instead of we're stuck, Corey said, uh, check please? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm laughing. That would have been would have been substantially funnier <laughs> than because this is this is the episode. This That's is the rest of the episode. Button. Yeah, they're now stuck in in this closet, and it's... I can't, I can't believe it. I can't believe they're doing it again. They get another guest star, and they're doing it again. They're like, "What do we do so that everyone in the cast is incapable of meeting the guest star? Let's lock them in a closet." That's, that's what they go with. Cause so, so right now, it's just Corey, Mina, and Newt. But don't worry, because uh, Victor and Samantha Samuels and the president all find a way to get stuck in the closet as well. Um, Sophie finds President Martinez. Um, she's like, how are you doing? He says, that's for me to know and you to find out, sucka. Daddy? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> That, was the, uh, that for me was the funniest line in the episode. She's very worried about her father, who is now just uh, just called her a sucker, and is got, <laughs> going full action movie star. Uh, he says he's keeping his options open because he's not going to be president forever. And uh, that's when Sophie's like, "Hey, Dad, want to do this tea party?" And he's like, "I can't. Got a meeting in five minutes. I have an appointment with Danger." Um, all right. And we see, to your point earlier, Samantha's now all dressed up. Um, she's like in a dress. She puts her glasses away and she needs them to see. But here we are. 
Hey, Bryce. Yes. Can you say, is Samantha Samuel's sister getting married again five times fast? <laughs> I'll try it right now. Are you ready? Uh, yep. is, Samantha's, is Samantha Samuel's sister getting married again? Is Samantha Samuel's sister getting married again? Is Samantha Samuel's marries? Nope, I can't. See? <laughs> you, well, yep. it's pretty goofy. Uh, <laughs> this, this episode ran, at this point, I was already done. I gotta be honest with you. I'll, so... Uh, these chumps are bringing down the episode. Yeah. But when they activated the secret door into a secret passageway that led right into the storage room, Corey, mm-hmm. Newt, and Mina trapped themselves inside of, mm-hmm. I honestly thought we'd get some comedy out of that. <laughs> well, yeah. So they they do that. They somehow all manage to get their like hands and fingers and cords all tangled. Samantha they- Samuels gets her... Uh, shell bracelet trapped in victor's camera and then martinez's fingers just get caught up in there yeah that's i don't i don't understand how martinez gets involved in it how he goes from just being like hey stop stop and then you know they all that they like back into the wall i'm confused is there like a slide on the other side of the of the wall because it they like go through it and then on the other side of the storage closet when they come in they're like still standing, but they all just kind of are like stumbling around and then the door shuts behind them. They were all able to keep their balance on the slide. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just so confused about it, right? Um, it makes no sense. This secret passageway has never been alluded to. No. Well, it's not even like a point, like a plot point in the episode. No, it isn't. It, it's just there solely to get them trapped in the same room. And moments before they get trapped, we see Samantha Samuels use her earpiece to communicate and say, Dwayne's coming. She has her earpiece on, right? And she's now trapped in a supplies closet with the president, uh, Chef Victor, uh, and then <laughs> Newt, Mina, and Corey. Well, she can't use the earpiece because she doesn't have her glasses. So she can't see. She puts them in her like pocket or something. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's It's... That's, I know that it's Corey in the house, Ren. I shouldn't get stuck on silly little things like this. But if the president of the United States is, quote unquote, stuck in a supplies closet in the White House, why, where's the Secret Service? Where, where is anybody trying to get them out? Why is Samantha Samuels, like, contacting someone to say, hey, embarrassing, we're trapped in a closet. Can you get us out? Nothing. It just doesn't happen. It's ridiculous, Ren. Uh, and it, it got me fired up because I was I, I had a hard time getting into the episode because of that. It's a very nonsensical episode. Yes, you really I have to suspend my my uh, beliefs. And it's not it's not funny enough to be as gibberish as it is. No. No, like Air Force One Too Many is nonsense, but it's funny nonsense. Mm-hmm. Like every single scene in that in that episode is like, hey, this is the scene where President Martinez takes down the deed of Alaska and shows it to Corey and Sophie. Like that's ridiculous, but like it's funny and it also adds to the episode. This is just yeah. like a series of of boring events that lead to, like you said, something that should have been funny but isn't. Um, Samantha Samuels yells at a mop. So that's good. Um, 
So that happens while they're in there. And then Mina gets really upset. Corey mocks Mina's accent. Does that strike you as like completely not off for Corey? Because that totally seems like something Corey would do. But just like, why did the show have to do that? It struck me as off mainly because it's been a while. Yes. Like, uh, it's, it's, that's typical Corey in the house. I fully expect that kind of humor against Mina, mm-hmm. but, uh, it has admittedly been like a few episodes since we got anything like that. Yeah. I was, I was disappointed to see it. I was like, really? Like, you just had to go there. Bryce, um, mm-hmm. how'd you feel about Samantha Samuels mistaking Newt for Corey? Uh, yeah. Real ally? Yeah. So I, I that was wild too. So. Because the buildup to that one, so Samantha Samuels, as I, I said, she screams at a mop and because she, she doesn't have her glasses on and they're like, hey, that's a mop. And then she turns and she yells at Newt and she's like, Corey, was this another one of your schemes? And it's Newt. And so then she puts her hand out and she feels Newt's face and she goes, I'm talking to a mop again. Does Newt yep. have mop, uh, like a, a mop-like face? You know, the eyes, uh, <laughs> teeth and human flesh all mops have uh, yes the the uh, classic mop uh trait of two ears two eyes a nose and a mouth like I, it's it's a joke about his hair right about how yeah. he has that long hair uh but i just yeah um, i like uh, when mina shrieks out of desperation here yeah she's she screams this is the um, funny moment i was uh referring okay. to yeah, I was like, I don't remember her having a good line, and it's because that's not a line. It's just her her screaming. She's like, really worried. It's the most they've given uh, Mayara Walsh to do in weeks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did she have fun? Uh, it's a good scream. Yeah, she she. I think it is. It is pretty good. Um, I think Victor is the one who proposes. Why don't we go out of the closet? Why don't we go out the same way we came in? And Newt, this is from to me my favorite line of the episode. Newt says, "Naked and crying." This is another funny one. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, not into the world, into the closet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. So our next scene: Sophie is alone at her tea party. <gasps> Who is it, Ren? It's Dwayne the Doug Johnson. He's in. He shows up. Finally, he finally showed up. After all the buildup, we're like 12, 13 minutes into the episode. In a uh, typical Corey in the House fashion, he just wanders into the White House. Yep. Yeah. He's like, hey, I'm supposed to meet the president. Oh, you're Sophie, America's angel. Uh, the whole thing is, it's kind of robotic, if I'm being honest. <laughs> he's, he's warm. He's like, he's trying to play a nice guy. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, I, I think what the writers wanted here was like, oh, the game plan probably has like sweet father-daughter moments between uh, the Doug and Madison. So yep. they probably wanted to play to that. Because mm-hmm. like, if you're going to get him, might as well do something unique that he can do with the cast. But it's Corey in the house. And this like G plot for Sophie is so meaningless and nebulous. Yeah. Like if they were going to have this be the Doug's big cameo, Sophie's tea party should have been the A plot. Yes, it should have been all about um it should have been all about Sophie. About like Sophie's having this big tea party, maybe even show her like getting all set up for it. Like open the episode with her getting set up for it. Mm-hmm. Being like, I can't wait to invite everyone in the White House. This is gonna be so fun. And then slowly get rejected like one by one by one. Um 
like she does. But the, yeah, she gets kind of thrown into the back. And she's the only one who gets to meet Dwayne in person. That's right. She's the only one who gets to meet Dwayne in person. And oh. I think this is super disappointing, but I'll get to that when we get to the next scene. Okay. Um, Dwayne sit, uh, notices Sophie's looking sad. She's like, oh, I was going to have a tea party, but no one showed up. Um, he's like, oh, I'll do it with you. So he sits down to do the tea party. Uh, there's like uh, some physical humor because the chair is really small and, you know, Dwayne's really... Big legs. Yeah, Dwayne, big leg Dwayne um, sits sits himself down into the he chair. Lady fingers. <laughs> <laughs> he mentions it like... He's like, oh, a time for the lady fingers. And she's like, oh, like, nope, first we, I don't know, toast or something like that. And then he mentions them again. And she's like, enough with the lady fingers already. Yeah. That's funny. Fella just wants to eat some lady fingers. Yeah. Good thing. Um, We could have had a whole episode of jokes like that. Yeah. Could you remember? Like, 21 minutes of Dwayne versus, I, I, he walked onto set run. He walked on to set or Madison called them and said, Hey, would you mind stopping by? We'd love to see you. And he stopped by and she said, Hey, while you're here, why don't you do this scene with me? Kyle's already wearing his bar mitzvah suit. So we just have to hop into the money vault. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so back to the storage closet uh, with the president of the United States in it again, just reiterating uh, that they're stuck in a storage closet in the White House with the President of the United States. Um, they, they're they like, oh, I tried to push the machine by myself, Corey says, but we haven't all tried it together. So they push it. Is this our boomer moment of the episode? Disappointingly. Yeah, okay. I was like, I was so sure that the conclusion was going to be the, the Doug prying out the machine with his bare hands to rescue everyone, and then everyone gets to meet him. So much better than what they did. Like, I was caught, like, how do you mess that up? That's... Mm-hmm. You get a guest star, and you have fun letting the guest star interact with the cast. Like, it's it's writing 101. They're here. It's a big guest star. You want it to be all about them, and all about the main cast. Um, and they just don't meet. They don't. They they roll the machine. The machine goes flying down the hall. They pushed it too quick, and it now blocks Dwayne and Sophie into the blue room, into the tea party room. Dwayne's like, oh, I'll take care of this. Back up. Uh, he pushes the machine back. Um, Ren, let me just... I'm going to walk, walk this through with you. Okay. You have been trapped in a storage closet for upwards of an hour. You and five others, okay? You all uh, have been bickering, arguing and stuff. And then finally you all decide to push the machine out, which by the way, took an hour uh, to come to that idea of everyone pushing the machine at the same time. You all push it and the machine goes free. You push it a little bit too hard. It goes a little bit further than you expected, but you push it. All right, uh, you're now able to get out of the, the closet, right, Ren? Yeah. So the machine then starts getting pushed back you see it coming back your direction but you're out of the closet what do you do i run straight back into the closet <laughs> okay 
instead of just take a step to the left or the right, you run back into the closet to allow yourself to get trapped by the machine. In a line with everyone who was right behind me. This is like straight out of Scooby-Doo. Straight out of Scooby-Doo. All of them. They push it. The machine gets stuck. Dwayne pushes it back. The machine comes flying back, traps them again in the in the storage closet. That would be terrifying in real life, though. To see, yeah, a push they, machine. They have that... no concept of the fact that Doug just pushed it. <laughs> they don't know what happened. They just know that they pushed it. And now it's coming back. Mm-hmm. And now they're all trapped again. And their only conclusion now, instead of hey, all six of us were able to push it out the first time. Uh, instead of, you know, understanding that, they say, it's hurting time. Uh, first, Corey breaks into delirious laughter. Uh-huh. Then they beat him as Corey screams, people know! <laughs> and it echoes through the hall. Like, because what he screamed so loud because the punches hurt so much. Did they take his fingers away? Like, uh, Victor like- grabbed his thumb and just bent it as far back as he could. So weird for them to just go into it's hurting time and uh, yeah i thought it was dalton Corey's two best friends beat him in a closet yeah including his dad his own father two best friends the president of the united states States. (laughs) and uh samantha samuels who's just bursting ready for Dwayne. when Corey in the house uh sorry when that's a raven was first uh made and produced do you think that they thought hey maybe in five years we could write a nice little nice little episode of a spinoff show where Corey's fingers get bent backwards in a storage closet by the president dream big so um all right and then we're already at our the end of the episode Ren. just like that and they don't they don't get to meet Dwayne. <laughs> They don't. Uh, they're all at Sophie's tea party. When I say they all, it's it's the whole storage closet crew. Uh, the entire cast. Yeah, no Dwayne. He's gone. He left. Uh, we learned the Secret Service busted up the machine to rescue them, which sh- uh, it makes sense, but should have happened a long time ago. And Sophie tells them all about meeting the Rock and how he loved Lady Fingers. <laughs> and now we get one more dream sequence. This is our second one of the episode to end it off with. What happens here, Ren? How is it different? Bryce, uh, there are some startling implications about this fantasy. Okay. It begins with Corey and Dwayne together one last time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dwayne and Corey, because of their business enterprise, now have all the money in the world. Yes. <laughs> Dwayne is ready to caress Corey with money when every single member of the main cast, one by one, invades Corey's mind to enter mm-hmm. the fantasy. They all start badgering Dwayne. They all start trying to talk to him. They all have something to say, and we slowly fade out as Corey screams out, 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 and everyone's staring at him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the episode. That's where we end on. To the um, rock. Yeah, to, yeah they, they all toast to the rock, who they did not meet atrocious like i was so excited for this episode red i was like what are they gonna do with them me too and i i was excited because i i liked last week so i was hoping yeah. we we're gonna end on a high things have been building up to a pretty good understanding of what the show is and they gave us uh what was almost the newt the bottle episode um yeah where they were just stuck in a closet while sophie had a tea party um wow 
what a time it was. This is a rough one. I actually liked it less and less the more we discussed it. There's, there just was so little to it. That's yeah, the there's very little substance. Like what jokes there are feel they're not very funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like usually, usually when I go through and I take notes, I try to write down some like good standout lines, but there wasn't. There was not much. Uh, all right, what was your rose for the episode? Uh, Sophie, I guess. Yeah. Like, it, she was, she was the one part of the episode that didn't feel like a mess. Yeah, if, if they had just made her the main character of the episode, yeah. if they'd really leaned in on, like, she has a relationship with him from the game plan, let's make a Sophie-centric episode about her. That's and, what I thought and, it was going to be. I'd be fine with it. You know? They, um... I'm sure they have a, a nice, like, uh, on-screen chemistry in the game plan. Mm. So I would love to have seen that naturally carry over to this, but they, they don't do it. Um, yeah, my rose, uh, I, just, I wrote everyone all together, which I wrote this before our discussion. I don't feel it as much now. Yeah. But how, <laughs> how often do we get a scene, though, with all of the principal cast uh, sans Sophie? What a waste. Yeah. Nope, they clearly don't know what to do with them all together. I'm actually, I mean, Samantha Samuels is also not a principal cast member. No. So she's lucky that she even got to show up in this episode. Uh, what was your bud? Uh, something that you, it, this is tricky, but like something that you'd like to see more of from this one? Uh, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Like, yeah. nude is usually my go-to for the shitty episodes with this. Mm-hmm. but i don't know victor no always good to see victor <laughs> let's let's give victor some bigger roles <laughs> glad, glad he was there uh, i wrote sophie not being whiny yeah right because sophie one. sophie got straight up rejected by five people to attend her tea party and sure she was sad we saw her in the in the scene with um with doug but otherwise she was pretty like sure. accepting of it she was like okay like you go do your thing, and I'm sh- she. She said to Corey, "Like I'm sure I will fail, but you know, you do your thing. I'll do mine, and that's fine." So, yeah, I I, I like this Sophie. I think that they've really upped this character in the past few weeks to just someone I who I care more about and who I like. I like scenes with. Filming the game plan definitely helped her. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Thorn. It's probably I'm guessing the same one as me, but what, what was yours? everyone all together yep (laughs) no chemistry uh yeah i wrote raven syndrome just like the waste guest star yeah they gotta figure out what what to do with guest stars i don't know if we have any in season two so we don't really know yeah we don't really know what that that production was like but i'm gonna guess no Um, all right uh what about any any reviews for the episode all right, reviews. Let's go to tv.com. Mm-hmm. We only have two today, unfortunately. Oh, okay. But they are glowing. Oh, they loved right. it. This first review is by 75013. They gave it a 10 out of 10. Mm-hmm. Bryce, strap in, because this has nine down votes on tv.com. <laughs> okay. Is it, is it something you can read? Cor- this is the title. Okay. 
Corey doesn't know what to do when Mina kisses Corey and says, what the heck is wrong with me? I hate Corey. It all comes down when the boy Mina likes goes up to her and says, you want to go out tomorrow? Mina says yes and says to Corey, I know I haven't been. Corey, and here's the review itself. Corey doesn't know what to do when Mina kisses Corey and says, what the heck is wrong with me? I hate Corey. It all comes down when the boy Mina likes goes up to her and says, you want to go out tomorrow? Mina says yes and says to Corey, I know I haven't spent time with you in a long time, but I like the guy of my dreams. And that is not you. You So see a loser. You suck. Well, Mina has now gotten into something that Corey does not like about her. And now he can't believe it. Oh my goodness. <laughs> what? Did they? I'm worried here. I'm worried that. What did they watch? <laughs> <laughs> what did they watch? Did they watch like a, a YouTube, like one of the like Cory in the House anime like videos that I'm sure exists all over YouTube or like? No, because this is from 2007. Did they watch? Okay, yeah, I got nothing. I was gonna say maybe they watched like the season two finale and they just. This is what that is. <clears throat> I don't know. They seem lost. Maybe they're they're lost. Well, here's another thing, Bryce. Okay. Uh, their review predates the episode by like two to three months. Okay. So they, they made up an episode. <laughs> the, uh, what, read the first sentence again. What What is it? Corey doesn't know what to do when Mina kisses Corey and says, what the heck is wrong with me? I hate Corey. So it all comes down when the boy Mina likes goes up to her and says, you want to go out tomorrow? Mina says yes. And says to Corey, I know I haven't been. Who's saying what the heck? uh, What is it? What what the heck? I hate Corey? Yes. What what the heck is wrong with me? I hate Corey. Mina says that. So, okay. So So Mina kisses him and is like shocked. Mina kisses him and she says, what the heck is wrong with me? I hate you. Mm -hmm. Okay. So she kisses him and then she... She says to him, like, what's wrong with me? I don't like you, Corey. Yeah. Why did I kiss you? And then uh, boy of her dreams. So like what, Chad Berkowitz or something. Yeah, it all comes down when the boy Mina likes goes up to her and says, you want to go out tomorrow? Yes. Mina says yes and says to Corey, I know I haven't been. (laughs) So what does that one mean? When she says, I know I haven't been. (laughs) That's where their title, that's where their title comes up. The full quote is, uh, I know I, I know. What? No, the title says I know I haven't been, but the review says I know I haven't spent. Okay, let's go with the I, I know I haven't spent. It's I know I haven't spent a lot of time with you lately. I know I haven't right? spent time with you in a long time, but I like the guy of my in dreams that time. is not you. So see a loser, you suck. <laughs> well, Mina has now gotten into some things that Corey does not like about her, and now he can't mm-hmm. believe it. And so by gotten into some things, it means like she's dating someone Corey doesn't like. And also, she was she told Corey that she hates him and that he sucks. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I don't know what's to not make sense of. <laughs> so, what's the other review for this episode with Dwayne The Rock Johnson? It's our boy VG Freak 8. Yeah, coming in clutch. He gave the episode an 8 out of 10. The review title is just The Rock. Mm-hmm. When Corey, Newt, and Mina hear that The Rock is coming, they build an exercise machine for him to endorse. The president doesn't want The Rock to be exposed by Corey and his wacky ideas. Wait. <laughs> Say it again. The president doesn't want The Rock to be exposed by Corey and his wacky <laughs> ideas. While trying to hide their invention, Corey, Newt, and Mina get stuck in a closet. 
Victor, Mrs. Samuels, and the president also end up there. With no one entertaining The Rock, Sophie invites him to a tea party. This episode was good. The Rock made it a lot better. It still wasn't as good as it could have been. This episode gets an 8 out of 10 from me. So VG Freak wrote Exposed. They meant endorsed. Uh, <laughs> that's a... Does, yeah. What a time, VG Freak 8. I'm glad they went ahead and did this. Uh, all right. Uh, so let's... Uh, Go ahead. How do we think Martinez uh, did this week in terms of uh, the approval rating? The gossip rags are going to eat him alive for not even having the like basic decency to meet the Dwayne in person. Mm-hmm. I'm saying minus 10. Okay, so <laughs> the Hollywood liberal agenda is turning against Mar- Martinez. And at this point, Martinez is trying to recover by creating a fitness piece for youth, right? He's created yeah. a whole fitness program for youth to use. Get the uh, get Dwayne to endorse it. Dwayne does not endorse it because he doesn't meet the president. The president blows him off. Um, this is also all, uh, we assume, a week after the press, the same people helping to decide his rating have been uh, laugh-gassed <laughs> by the Joker. By, by the Joker, a.k.a. Samantha Samuels in the, the press room. All right. Um, <laughs> never the Dwayne show meet. Yeah, I think I think goes down ten feels fair. It's uh, a negative fifty. Yeah, I also got to fix this graph because there's uh, it's it's to the graph. Yeah, it's bottomed out, so there's nothing being added there. Um, all right, and so the last thing we have to do with this episode, Ren. So what would we? Read this episode. Bryce? This episode just dropped and dropped and dropped for me. Yeah. Like, at first, I was kind of mediocre on it. But I didn't have, like, any strong feelings negative or otherwise. So I was kind of feeling like a six. Yeah. But the more we talked about it, the more I realized just how substanceless and wasted the Dwayne was. Mm-hmm. And this is, this is a bad way to end a season. Yeah. Especially compared to last week, which at least felt like it focused on the characters. Mm-hmm. It like didn't put Corey in a negative light, and it ended in a relatively positive note for the main cast. Yep. Yeah, we're looking ahead to the future, and now we're just stuck. This one feels this like point. early early Corey in the house, like very cynical, very mean against Corey. Mm-hmm. Like the main cast, the last major thing they do is beat him. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's a shame because the two fantasy sequences. I like the idea of Corey's mind being invaded. Yeah, yeah, I thought that that was fun, and that was the. It almost feels like the, that end scene only existed so that we could see in a single like shot the cast with Dwayne. Like they couldn't figure it out any way otherwise. Yeah, they're like, all right, let's just have Corey imagine it. I don't know, maybe have Dwayne at the tea party with them at the end, and being like recapping like, oh, how funny it was that he ruled the machine. And then they rolled machine, and then Corey says something like, that was my machine, and Dwayne's like, you made that? And I don't know. I literally just wrote something better. Um, that I, so what number are you thinking? Bryce, I'm going to give it a three. Yeah. It's a low episode. Very low. Uh, all right. Uh, I'm also pretty low on it. Mm. Um, my, my overall scores seem to be not as low as yours um, yeah. i'm gonna go with a 3.5 okay with it just to uh you know there was really nothing nothing too 
gripping within the episode. So, all right. Uh, so with that, we can go ahead and uh, continue our conversation with, uh, no one's asked any questions. So we have like two viewers. Yeah. So thank you to those who three. are watching. Hey, everyone. Ask us a question. Yeah, if you have any uh, Corey in the House-based questions. Otherwise, uh, Ren, I think we should jump right into the top five boomer moments. Okay, we can start, okay. We can start discussing. Um, Let me so, open up the an episode list so I can... Yeah, go for it. We remember. Please do. There. And I had put... I hope I saved it. I I did put all of the uh, the various boomer moments into. I like wrote up just like a single sentence mm-hmm. for the boomer moments that exist, and I don't know if I still have it. Oh, recover unsaved documents. Nothing. That's fine. We can win it. Okay. Uh, so we're looking at the whole episode, uh, the whole season, Ren. Uh, trying to come up with our top five boomer moments. Yep. And by a boomer moment, what is it that you uh, think a boomer moment is? Like, what is, what is our definition of a boomer moment? I view a boomer moment as the as the episode's climax. Yeah. Like, it's, yep. it's the moment the episode has been building up to. Usually, it's meant to be the funniest moment of the episode. It's a formula Corey in the house uh, showed that it was comfortable with from the first episode, and has kept using since. Yes. Yeah, it builds up to something. Uh, in some cases, the whole episode builds up to it. In other cases, it really comes out of left field. Yeah. And and there it is. And then we're just supposed to watch in shock and, and horror. Um, all right, Ren, do you have like the episode list up or how do you want to do this? I'm fine. Uh, I don't feel like we need to go through every boomer moment, but mm-hmm. perhaps we kind of pitch a couple of our favorites and then kind of go from there maybe make our, our list of the top five yeah um so uh, i'll throw this boomer moment out there okay um so that the setting for this one is actually in our pilot i was thinking back to some different like climactic moments in Corey in the house and ones that have been kind of goofy silly our boomer moment in episode one is Corey pretends to be a steeplechaser and climbs climbs on top of a horse in front of the White House press and the president himself, who he has yet to meet in person. He then rides the horse around within a small enclosed room backwards. Uh, he almost falls off of it multiple times. And then finally the horse poops and Corey falls into it. So it that, really set the tone for the rest of the series. It did. Then that's that's kind of our setup for what a boomer moment is within uh, the Corey in the House universe as our very first boomer moment. Uh, I don't know if it belongs in our top five, but I do feel like it was worth worth noting and acknowledging because it's one that I look upon fondly at this point, having now seen the entire first season. It's 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 a bold bold thing to put in a pilot. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the show did change its direction, right? So this was back when the the boomer moment was all all about making Corey uh, look like a fool, yeah, right, and uh, look like quite literally the the butt of the joke. But uh, I thought it was fun. That was a good one. Uh, so what what other boomer moments are there, Ren? Uh, so I think a uh, a nice early one that I look back on fondly 
is Corey and Stickler's fight inside the Purple Lobster. Yeah. Where Stickler strips Corey down to his underwears, Mm -hmm. Corey equips an octopus, and they battle on top of the ceiling. Mm -hmm. That, to me, it just, it escalated things to a new level, and I think that set the precedence for the real boomer. I I agree with that. And also, uh, in that moment where they are fighting on the ceiling, they then pause as Chad Berkowitz comes into the bathroom looking for Corey, and they just pause mid-fight attached to the ceiling. And they have to wait for him to leave. Yeah, it was very funny. I came out of left field. I believe Chad Berkowitz also notes that, like, someone stole the octopus again. <laughs> in that uh, very funny moment. Uh, I, I like that one, Ren. That's that's definitely one that we should consider. Yeah. Uh, so let's see. What else do we got? Napper's Delight, Ren. So I'll pitch this one. Uh, this, yeah, this is... Uh, the try to condense it into a simple sentence uh uh cory okay uh, sophie is chased by cory who is chased by a bunch of people who he just scammed who is chased by donna the tour guide and her tour group uh as they uh run through the halls of the white house and eventually end up in the lincoln bedroom to find uh chef victor and president martinez asleep in the middle of the day, in the same bed. That's the the boomer moment of Napper's Delight. And it's such a slow burn to that build. Yes. Uh, That episode also is... I I don't know. I'm kind of curious how we were on it in our initial conversation. It was one of my favorites when we watched it. Yeah, I mean, just thinking about Corey pretending... Or, like, Corey having people pay money to come into the white house kitchen and like see America's angel. And then Sophie leaves and then he dresses up Mina in it. Like everything about it. I, I really like it's, I think it's such a funny concept, but is it going to be one of our top five moments? Uh, Ren, do you have another boomer moment that you wanted to, to mention? Let me throw out uh, the one from air force one too many where yeah. Corey does the Sophie shuffle to defeat, to defeat shoes off and win back Alaska for the United States. <laughs> That's gotta be a top one. It has to be. There's no way, just the single sentence of it, of Corey wins pretty much Dance Dance, plays Dance Dance Revolution against Shoes Off for the deed to Alaska. Iconic. Best Corey in the house moment uh, by a, a landslide. Yeah, I, I like that one a lot, Ren. Um... Let's see. We have Get Smarter. That's one that I would entertain. Is Newt performs slam poetry. Oh, right. Yes, with uh, a little uh, sound, like a little small headphone in his ear. And on the other end of it, of the mic, is uh, President Martinez's dog running through the White House. And so as Newt hears people screaming and saying things, Newt is repeating what they say. And people believe it to be very deep, including Newt's date. So. Uh, right, we actually got a question. Oh, we did. What's the, the question? Uh, my wife, Nicole, asked, who of the main cast is the designated survivor if the rest of them die? Um, if the rest of them die. Well, Victor is the... Mm-hmm. he'd be the highest one in the, in the food chain yes that's that's accurate 
So I guess it would, yeah, I could see Victor taking over as president of the United States if Martinez were to, you know, were to pass away or maybe decide to leave and go to Hollywood. I could see it being Victor. I'm okay with that. Um, I mean, otherwise, who would it be? Donna, the tour guide? It would have to be. Like, there's only so many employees. She knows the White House better than anyone. Mm-hmm. Man, I could I could enjoy her being in, in charge of the U.S. Uh, all right, let's throw together. We, we've kind of talked through a few of them. Let's okay. throw together our, our top five list, friend. Right. What is our number one boomer moment? Our, our best boomer moment? I want to give it to Air Force One too many. Uh, why is that? I feel like it's the perfect blend of a wacky scenario. The plot had been building up to this moment all episode, and it came mm-hmm. from really like all the storylines connected. It has some good characterization for Corey and Sophie, uh, and it's, it's just like a fun little silly thing. It's a ni- it's a nice boomer moment. The stakes are high. Yes, like this- on a political level, which <laughs> is always when Corey in the house is at its most insane. The stakes are incredibly high. Uh, I I would agree with making this the number one boomer moment within Corey in the house season one, uh, just for the sheer, the, the sheer story of it, being able to tell someone that week, I watched an episode of Corey in the house where Corey danced off for Alaska. Like that, that was a real thing that happened on Corey in the house. Um, and it made sense in the context of the episode and it was good. It was a fun episode. So that's, I would say easy. Number one, not no questions about it. Uh, I think two and three might be a little bit more harder for debate, though. I agree. Uh, what do you think? So for number two, I'm willing to throw out there. Uh, I'm just kind of going through the episodes, making sure I'm not missing anything big here. All right, Rand. Um, number two boomer moment. I'm going to say it goes to the namesake itself. Rock the vote. Rock the vote. I, I agree. Within that episode, we haven't hadn't mentioned the moment yet, but Corey getting in a cage with what he thinks is Newt in a bear costume, only to find that it is a live bear named Boomer. Incredible content. Uh, Corey sticks his head inside of the bear. He hugs it. He does everything possible to get in that bear's face. And I'm surprised that uh, Corey does not lose a limb after that scene. He makes it out of there alive. Uh, it was so fun. Hysterical. I couldn't believe what I was watching, but I didn't want to look away for a moment. That's that's what I think. I think that's our number two boomer moment. Uh, what do you think for number three? For number three? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Uh, we already mentioned it, but I want to give it to Napper's Delight. Yeah. It's, it's a good moment that's built up mm-hmm. throughout the episode. I'm, I'm between that one and uh, last week's for number three. I could, go, I, I could be okay with either, mm-hmm. uh, but the whole breakdown in, in the press room last week yeah. was really so much fun. But it wasn't- I, I would also agree with that. Either these two for three or four. Yeah, because the thing is, I think I, I think I would give Napper's Delight that number three spot. And the reason why is because the whole episode builds up to it versus rap by any other name. Samantha Samuels last minute is like, Hey, here's these laughing buttons. Yeah. So, you know, all right. Do we feel like that's our three and four then is three is Napper's Delight. Four is a rap. by any other name. So last is our, our five, which I feel like we we've given out the big ones, right? 
I think I know what number five is. Yeah, what are you thinking? I think it's I Ain't Got Rhythm. Yeah. Corey goes goes into drum madness, Mm -hmm. beats everyone inside the library, throws his drumsticks so that Alexander is pinned into a wall, and then bashes his hands against the bare head of Vince Valentine, music producer, (laughs) ruining DC3's chances of getting some kind of musical contract in future. Corey, like, destroys his drum set in this scene. (laughs) Completely annihilates it. Piece by piece. Mm -hmm. People are scared. People actively run out of the room because (laughs) Corey has just lost control of his rhythm. It's so funny. Uh, Yeah, I'm okay with that as our number five. I was looking at the other ones. Um, None of them really, really stick out as a good number five. Yeah. Um... And the weenie is nope. That one like didn't even have a boomer moment. Beat the press is the aliens. Kitty on rock and roll. Yeah, no, I, I think we. That's our list. So number one, best boomer moment, Air Force One too many. The Russia dance off. Our number two boomer moment, we went ahead and gave to. Uh, uh, help me, Aaron. Uh, boomer. Boomer himself. Yeah, rock, rock the vote. Rock vote. Uh, so the bear, the beast, the legend. Boomer takes over. Uh, our number three we gave to Napper's Delight. Uh, Victor and President Martinez are found by so many people uh, in the Lincoln bedroom. <laughs> Sleep in bed together as part of National Snooze Week, as we later learned. That's right. Yes. Uh, so that's our, our number three. Number four, we gave to a rat by any other name. Samantha Samuels goes absolutely ham on the <laughs> Commits a terrorist attack. Yeah, people are screaming. Corey is dressed up as a caveman and is grunting and running around the, the place. Uh, and President, why can't we stop laughing? <laughs> this is so good. And then lastly, of course, number five, uh, the one we were just talking about with I Ain't Got Rhythm. So those are our boomer moments for season one, top five. I wonder if we'll get any more boomer moments in, in season two. But all right, Reg. Change. Yeah, it's the whole the whole structure of the episodes may change. They might decide that Corey in the house is now more about like teen uh like relationships. So we might because I, I know that we get more candy. So yeah. who knows? And also Chad Berkowitz, I'm pretty sure appears again i'm not sure how how much he appears again he definitely appears one more time yeah so all right uh so with that ren that is the end of our our episode uh 21 season one finale discussion uh is there anything else that you would like to say uh on this matter we'll take a, a short break to those who are listening live and then we'll dive into the survivor season simulation which i'm so excited about Me too. Uh, just to see how that plays out. And so uh, we'll record it live. And uh, to those who are listening to the podcast, uh, it should hit the podcast feed midweek, maybe Wednesday or Thursday, uh, just so you're not completely overwhelmed with Corey in the house content. So, A solid Rhett, three hours. Yeah, of it. Uh, Ren, anything else that you would like to say? You good? We finished season one. I know. We really watched all of season one and Corey of Corey mm. in the house. 21 episodes of Corey in the house. Have and you like, bought season two yet? I did. Yeah, I made the purchase uh, this morning. So, and I, let me know when you do. 
because I, did. I bought it right before uh we recorded did you see the pic not to get too spoilery but did you see the the picture that they used for the first episode of season two yeah. right so our head cannon is gonna need to change right <laughs> seems uh to those uh, who are curious uh it does appear to be a picture of I, I do not know the character's name unfortunately but victor's wife and Corey's mom is in the season two premiere i can't uh, believe it mm-hmm. whether it's a dream sequence whether she's visiting just like raven did tanya or, baxter yeah tanya is here and in the flesh so we will have that to, to look forward to and discuss in two weeks. Um, so we will see you uh, next week uh, to those who are listening to the podcast or watching. Um, we will go ahead and see you next week where we will talk about the game plan. And then the week after that, we will dive into the first episode of season two. So thank you so much for listening and uh, go ahead and have yourself a, a nice night. All right. Thank you. Have a great uh, vacation, you guys. Take it easy. Raising Randy minds some electric guitar. Price and Randy.